I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalise you in your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specialising in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Well, welcome back to another podcast from Thriving Matters. Hope you've had a great week. Uh, once again, welcome back my my guest, Susan Judd from the beautiful Port Macquarie. What are we talking about today? What's our topic? Well, creating a great work environment to inspire others. So we're really looking at how we inspire performance in others. So whether we are the head of the family, whether we share parenting, whether we are a single person in, um, in whatever work we do, whether we're leading a team at work, principal of a school, head of a large corporation, um, doesn't matter. We all need to inspire performance in ourselves and others. So how we go about that, uh, we've got some handy tips for you today. So hopefully there'll be something that you find worthwhile. Um, In previous weeks, I've I've talked to you a little bit about journaling. So we will remember to talk some more about that as well today. But a lot of you know that we have a little... uh, quote that I pondered during the week and this one comes from Steve Jobs and there would be hardly anybody in the world that doesn't know who Steve Jobs is Um, and he said he said it's about the people you have how you're led and how leaders make people feel that's what inspiring performance is all about I think we can all recall someone that we've worked with or lived with who has not inspired us or someone who has inspired us. And what we remember about them is very special when we unpack it. And it's worth using our journals to think about who is it that has inspired us either in our family or personal life or in our work life. And I think we can apply that and be, it's interesting, we spend some time just writing down in those journals, what are the, the gifts and talents or the way they made you feel that is why you consider them to be one of the greatest leaders that you've been with. Yeah, and if I think about that, Carrie, if I think about that definition, um, some of the things that, uh, some of the behaviours that that person who has inspired me has has demonstrated to me or I've been lucky enough to work with are things like, you know, providing me with the support and guidance that I need Um, whether it be, um, you know, from a big picture in my career or even from a much more micro-level useful support and guidance to get a project or a task done or completed. The other thing that they've done is, you know, in that, you know, that, that inspired me was actually give me really productive and constructive feedback on my behavior and behavior and performance you know it wasn't all you know it wasn't all roses but it but on the flip side it wasn't all bad either so mm-hmm. there was a really lovely balance of um 
you know, the things that uh, were th things I was able and capable to do well um, and the things that I needed to work on. And I found that really, really respectful. Oh, I, I think one of the things that we really crave but we don't get good, good enough um, feedback is actually the way people give us some gifts that we can reference against ourselves. You know, in a family, uh, there, there are particular ways that you go about disciplining or uh, talking to each other, conversing, making decisions. Um, doesn't matter what we call it, it's how we treat each other. Um, and when we consider we would like to be treated in a particular way and we can then flip that and go, that's how I want to treat the people that I live with, work with, play with, um, then I think that's the type of um, consideration we give to how we go about saying to somebody, thanks for dirtying your top today with toothpaste. I've just washed that and it's Monday and you need that to wear to school. There's a difference in saying, oh, wow, you've cleaned your teeth this morning. Fantastic. Now, would, could you just, would you just go and get a little bit of water and mop that off and we're ready to go to school? Good job. Now, there is an absolute difference, and I'm giving you a very practical example of, of, of home. Now, we're in the workplace. You know, it's, it's, you know, oh, you've got a scheduled meeting with the boss. Fear, fear and trepidation. Or, yeah, I just go in for a chat, nothing's going to happen here. But if I go in and I know what the purpose is of the meeting and I get some really good information back from my, my boss and my colleague about my performance, what went well in that and how I could even make it better, uh, well, then, to me, that is a far better use of my time because there is no more time left in a day. Everyone's cramming so much into their days and we want to make our conversations really count. You know, yes. and that's, that's how I look at our, I think we crave really decent feedback. Yeah, I agree, Carrie. And I, I'm, I'm very conscious of the philosophy um, around giving feedback of no surprises. And I've got, you know, um, my fingers twiddling at the top here with these uh, apostrophes uh, of this around no surprises because um, I think, you know, again, and I guess I'm talking about respect and communica ongoing communication, whether it's at work or at home, is when we surprise people with feedback that's, not fabulous um, they go into threat state so yes, we really yes. need to be conscious of if there's something and we, we we have to give this kind of feedback but i think storing it up because we get uncomfortable to have it um, is really letting down the person that you know um, needs yeah. to feedback so that they can change it's not fair to surprise them with a list of things that have um, gone wrong um, at our next meeting I think you know less is more if you will so um, bite-sized chunks of uh, constructive feedback much more powerful and people are able to take that on board um, in, a, in, a, in a lot less threatened state uh, than they are if they go to a meeting and get lots of you know mm. kind of all the things that went wrong in the last three months or six months mm. So this, this element of this philosophy of no surprises is one that I think lots of us could learn from.
Mm. I also um, appreciated any time when uh, my boss or the leader of my team would say to me, how can I better support you in doing your job? What do you need from me? which gave me a chance to have already thought, and it became a pattern of behaviour. When we came to talk about, about say, the latest job, the progress on, on a project or, um, you know, a, a decision that, or a change, a, a change to how we were operating, what we were doing, you know, it, there was never a, you better get over there and do that. That's your responsibility. It was, all, it was a shared responsibility. Um, and the question was always um, asked, what can I do to support you? What do you need from me? You know, it wasn't, I will take this over and do your job for you. It was, what can I do to actually help you with the next step or assist you or support you? And I think that's a difference in, in how we can look at feedback. Look, some people will give you feedback whether you like it or not. And you have to have, um, you know, a couple of skins, a couple of, you know, thick skin like a, like a crocodile, basically. Um, you lizard, put your lizard suit on, I often say to people, and just not, you know, just don't let it get through the scales. Because there'll be some feedback, some feedback that you ask for when you really want to know. My dad used to say, do they really want to know or do they really want to know? And I used to go, what does he mean? But now I know what he means. There's some people, it doesn't matter what you say, they're not going to twig. But most people are curious. And when you're looking at being curious to, to doing something differently or doing something slightly better or getting a different result, I think the feedback's really important there. So, Carrie, when you were saying that, um, that something that you used to love was this um, this question from your a leader around what else do you need to support you? What can I do to support you? That must have really felt empowering. Was that kind of... Well, it, it meant that I mattered. It meant that I felt valued. And that's the, that's the research. A lot of the, the research and literature on emotional intelligence is that when people feel valued for the work that they do, their performance is greater than expected. And that's, that's just a, a snapshot. Um, so I felt, yes, you're worthwhile. I also got feedback on, yes, you're on track. I didn't need it to be glossy and artificial and fluffy. I needed to be on task. And, uh, you know, we're, we're all intelligent beings. And so as adults in our adult world, we, we need to treat each other with respect and uh, give each other a chance to put our foot forward and shine and look at the different options. Because sometimes there's not, a, you know, we, we're in a situation where the uh, result isn't quite what we expect. So we actually need our, our head of team or our colleagues to actually put their heads together and we, we look for new solutions, new options. So we can do, um, we can work together or, and we can also work individually. And when the individual work that we do and the group work comes together, it's, it's far more powerful. And when your leader or the person that you're reporting to or whether you're leading a group of people acknowledges that they have a role in supporting and inspiring you for your performance, that's the gold. That's the gold in all this. Yeah. Awesome, Carrie. So um, in terms of what, you know, what tips we've got, what tips 
what what's your what's your top tips for um, how our listeners can inspire performance in the people around them? I like to use a, a coaching a, approach, really, a, a coaching way, we can call it, um, and you can have some self-coaching questions. There's no reason why you can't say to yourself, um, okay, was that the result I expected? Was What was the benefit of doing it this way? If I did it another way, what might have been the result? Why do I keep doing this if I'm not getting what I'm after? Is this serving me well? What can I drop off that's, that's of no gain? I've done this three times the same way and I've got the same result. I need to put it in the bin and try again. What else can I do? I love that all question. A-W-E and what else? It is one of the best questions you can use for yourself. So that's you. But you can also use that with a colleague. You can use that around the dinner table with, you, with your family. You can use that with your sisters, your friends. And how else can we do this? What else can we do? How's that going for you? Are you getting any results? Why would you keep doing something if it got no results or didn't, didn't get any uh, better result for you? That's one of the things that I really think is important. Um, also, Can I give you one of mine? Yes, please. Yep. Okay. Well, um, I really think, I really think, you know, just, you know, we've been talking a little bit about, um, you know, the fact that um, inspiring performance is all about, uh, about providing useful support and guidance. And I really love the activity of paying attention to what people do well, the people around you do well. We are so wired, um, I think it's probably biology actually, from when we were running from lions and elephants, um, that we look at the risk and we see their threat. But if we, I feel like we really, when we start to pay attention to what people do well, then and then start talking to them and noticing it, uh, and then giving them feedback yeah. what's working, it brings this, positive energizing you know environment um to the fore where anything's possible and we um we're inspired to continue to do our best and when we're then giving them that kind of feedback then giving them some feedback around some of the things that might be challenging them and even asking questions about how they're feeling challenged will actually uh, they'll be more open-minded to, to, to considering mm -hmm sharing what's challenging them so and then we're able to provide assistance around that so um, I just you know I love that whole bring our attention to what people do well and tell them. Oh and there are a number of teams workplaces and families that do this and they you know it's like a shout out in a way it's like it's like a catch them being good and, and it's, it's, let's shout out this is this is what it was um, and it's great role modeling for others new into a role or, or growing up in a family or new into a friendship group, it's a great way to get your culture, your positive culture running. Um, it's not saying that we're being unreal, that everything has to be happy and positive all the time. We know that that's not possible. We know that there'll be, um, you know, that, that roller coaster ride often of, of emotions during, and during our day, but it's also, being able to catch out and take notice of the things that 
give us an indication that our efforts have not gone to waste. And I think that's that's one thing. You know, we're feeling valued for what we do. Uh, yeah, and there's lots of great, crazy ways. Lots of workplaces, you know, have, have uh, you know, uh, impromptu and spontaneous shout-outs or... Um, um, fun, fun sort of things that they do. Maybe there's a, you know, a merit board going star of the week, you know, that sort of stuff. Chocolate frogs dropped on your desk. Maybe they should be red frogs. Um, no. um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Friday drinks used to be a way that, that companies, large groups did it. Um, you know, it, it can be anything, but it's, this is, it's about inspiring performance so that the people that you work and live with are in a relationship with that they feel valued for who they are. We are all unique beings and it's critical that we don't squash that or put them down or use use derogative comments or bad treatment of anybody. It's the behaviour that we talk about. It's not the person necessarily. It's we talk about our behaviours. So if I, you know, I've got, um, I watched um, one of my grandchildren on the weekend throw, uh, have an amygdala hijack fairly quickly and uh, it was a nice little explosion. So in that, I watched my um, daughter-in-law who has, I've got to say, the patience of a saint and she did an amazing job in being very calm and being able to basically over a little bit of time the amygdala calmed down, the, the hijacking calmed down and the child was able to do some breathing which is a great technique even as young kids, and was able then to choose. This is, what's, this is what you're going to do. It's going to be A or B, and I, I'm not actually going to move from that. And she kept her ground, and it worked. So, you know, we treat each other with respect, and in that we are also inspiring performance in ourselves because we can look back on our day and go, wow, I stayed on task today, you know. Awesome, because the other the other thing that I really love and the other tip that I really love is making sure that we're not just focusing on task, but we're looking after the relationships that we've got. So we need to make sure mm. um, we're leading a team at work, or even if it's in our families, um, that we inspect that we ensure that we're spending time not just on getting stuff done. Um, and prioritising task, but also prioritising um, the development of those uh, important relationships mm. so that people are inspired and do want to follow um, where we're leading. Look, uh, just one more um, thing that's just come to mind as, as you were talking, Susan. There's a great, um, it's very handy sentence that we can also say when we're asking other people or making basically making a decision or working towards something in get, getting everyone's opinion or thinking on an issue even though you're the team leader or you know a parent whatever it is whoever's making the decision say before you jump in to say this is how it's going to be asking what's your view on this or you know can you is there another way to look at it this way what do you think is engendering that relationship building as well, that collaborative um, part of how we, we make decisions. And it, fo it, it fosters a good relationship. 
and fosters inspiring performance in ourselves and others. So taking on another viewpoint, what's your view on this, can often broaden out our thinking. That's what we want to do. We want to actually broaden out our thinking. We don't want it narrowed. So we actually want the sort of the positive atmosphere, helps us broaden out our thinking. We become more creative in looking for solutions and ways forward. Um, and then uh, I think the feedback uh, fits very nicely into that as well. So I'd rather get, if, I was, if I'm doing something wrong, I don't know about you, but I'd rather know if um, I'd really gotten something totally wrong or I had misinterpreted um, so I'd prefer to get the feedback pretty quick before we go down the line of making a huge mistake. Um, but that's all part of learning. And as we all know, learning involves some risks as well. So yeah, absolutely. these tips are helping us eliminate some of the risk, but help us be a little bit wiser. I'd much prefer, just like you, I'd much prefer to know um, and get the heads up early if, I'm, um, if, if I need to fix something, amend yeah. something. Um, get back on track with something. Um, I want to know that up front because I think fundamentally most of us uh, want to be want to do the right thing and um, deliver expectations and do a good job and be a good you know be a good leader in our communities and in our families. Um, so it's really important to be able to know if we you know we might be unaware and unaware. Um, when pe people are looking at us thinking they don't know what they're doing or they're off track and they're not meeting my expectations, really important, really respectful um, to, to, I want to know, I want to know, and I'm pretty sure most people do. I agree. Well, we're going to, it's time to finish uh, our podcast for today. Um, thriving matters in all things about relationships um, to help you revitalise them, whether you're at work or in your personal life. Stay tuned, pop over to iTunes. Uh, if you've enjoyed our content today, make sure you, you give us a vote. Let us know how, how you enjoy it. Um, and just one last little uh, bit of homework for you. Make sure you get that journal out and have a think about how, what is it you do to shout out what people are doing well, catch them being good, um, and work out how it is that uh, you actually inspire performance in the ones that you live and love and work with. Till next time, it's Carrie Benedette from Thriving Matters and Susan Chad from Paul McQuarrie. <laughs> Bye Susan, see you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye.